as you can tell, the title up here is called What's in Your Cup? So as you've been drinking your beautiful, beautiful cups of tea, we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. In the year 2019, I, uh, my, well, actually, let me say, let me start back a little bit. In 2018, my mom is, was just the most fabulous lady that you could ever possibly imagine. She was diagnosed with colon cancer, and six months later, she had gone on to be with the Lord. And during that time, you know, we were, we were, I was just listening to your story, and we were talking about how wonderful those days are when you actually get to take care of people. Well, after 2018, as she had gone on the Lord, 2019, something happened to me, and I wasn't quite sure what took place. My heart started having these crazy palpitations, and I was in and out of the ER before I could tell, I can't even tell you the amount of times. My heart rate would get up so high, and they would come in and they would say, what is going on with you? They couldn't quite figure out what's going on. Finally, they got to, to figuring out that I needed a procedure. And when I went to have this procedure, I had to go, and I had to, it was for four and a half hours while I was under, while they're working on my electrical part of my heart. Praise God, I'm all good. As I'm standing here, everything's good. This is not a sad story. This is actually a really incredible story, how God has been taking me through this. But when I came off out of, out of the surgery, and I went into the doc, and the doctor came into me after I was, you know, that lovely anesthesia. Has anybody ever had anesthesia, by the way? Mm-hmm. You know how that is. So after I came to... The doctor came in and he said, wow, it was a lot more um, of a situation when, than we actually originally started. Your heart looked so angry. And I just want to sit here for a moment with that because, as Pastor Ginger said, I'm usually really not an angry person. I'm actually kind of like go with the flow. I mean, she definitely keeps me in line. I'm so grateful for her. But when he said to me that my heart was so angry, it really stumped with me. It stuck to me. I've been living for the Lord for a long time. I've been serving God for a long time. And it just hit me. And after that, I had to go home. And as I sat there while I was recovering, I really started thinking back. Has anybody ever said something to you? It was just a statement. For for all I know, he's not a Christian. He doesn't serve the Lord. But what he said to me really took home. It really hit home with me. So what happened was I had to go back to do my follow-up, and I had asked him, I said, when you said to me that my heart looked so angry, what is it that you meant? And he said, well, when I had gone in, your heart had looked so angry, but it, it was having a hard time getting back in rhythm. And although I was functioning and doing my everyday routines, I was having a hard time getting in rhythm. And I don't know if you've ever felt that how you're going about your everyday but you're just a little out of rhythm. And so the reason why I want to talk about this is I want to talk about what is in your teacup. The Bible talks about Jesus has this, you know, he's actually so smart. Don't you just love the Lord? I was functioning, and I had realized that over the years that I had started letting little things, little things, and some bigger things add up. We had had betrayals. Oh, Lord, you can raise your hand of me. Have you ever been betrayed? doubts, outright mean people, I can say it that way, I guess, but I just had a lot of, and I think even like a big thing with my mom, I started having little things, and before I realized it, although it was something physical going on with my body and my heart, I really had to take heart about what was going on the spiritual side, 
And I, what I want to say today is just I want us to all kind of sit back and reflect about what's spiritually going on with you. So if you, you probably don't, do we have Bibles here? What do we have? If you don't have your Bibles, it's okay. I know it's just, a, it's a luncheon. But I just want to read to you what it says in Matthew chapter 23, verse 25 through 26. Jesus was talking to a group of religious people. They were called the Pharisees. And he says this, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. He calls them hypocrites. For you clean the outside of the cup, but inside you're full of greed and self-indulgence. And he tells them, you blind Pharisee is what he calls them. And you know what Pharisees are. Pharisees are a type of people who are religious. They knew the law. They were the scribes. They knew everything about it. But they could not recognize Jesus when they saw him because they wanted him to be the kind of Jesus that they wanted. They were looking for something different when Jesus was actually sitting right in front of his face. And so he called them hypocrites because they were so busy worried about everything going on around about the outside. And I couldn't help but think about how beautiful everything here is today. Everything is perfect. Rachel did an incredible job, and everyone that helped with Rachel, they did such an incredible job. And all of the hostesses, you've made every final detail. But we can go about our whole life thinking about all the details about everything else when really God is after your heart. He's really after what's going on inside of you. So he says this. He says that first clean the inside of the cup before you do anything else because that's, you need to make sure that part is clean. In Luke it says, and the Lord said to him, he says it again, Now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. Jesus is very, very concerned about our character and how we represent him. Amen? Amen. You guys look so serious. <laughs> Let me get this. In the Bible, it talks about your heart. And what it's talking about, it's talking about your emotions. And it says this. this is just, I'm just going to give you a list of things that it says how God describes your heart. A loving heart. And I want you to try to find yourself in this. A loving heart. A fearful heart. A courageous heart. A repentant heart. Anxious heart, it talks about that too. It talks about an angry heart, a revived heart. It goes on to talk about anguished heart, delighted heart, a grieving heart, a humble heart, an excited heart, or a troubled heart. And I think all these em different emotions we can all probably f have felt at one time. So the heart, and what it's talking about, the Bible is talking about the center of your emotions. You are the women of this church. You do realize you carry most of the emotions in this church, right? And those emotions are super, super important that you have them under control. For me, I'm a, I'm a pastor, I'm ordained, and I was walking around kind of blinded. I was going about everyday routine, but really realizing on the inside that I had had some unforgiveness. That My deal was unforgiveness. Unforgiveness can creep up in your heart, and you can kind of shield it without you even realizing it. But God wants you to know this. He's here he, today. He wants us to think about cleaning the inside of the cup and not worried so much about the outside. He's really after your character, and he's really after how we represent him. We are headed into a whole new time zone of how we're going to be serving God. We know that there's so many things going on in the world right now, and he's wanting us to represent him in the right way. Amen? So the girls go around talking to me. You know, I have, as I said, I had teenage girls. 
and this is a new saying. Maybe you guys know that, or maybe it's an old saying. I'm just trying to keep up with the times. I don't know. But they go around talking about, Mom, I've got some tea to tell you. Have you heard that before? And they say, Mom, I'm ready to spill the tea. And I'm like, and that basically that just means they're going to tell me a story about something. And so when they start telling me that, I'm like, oh, boy. And so here's what I want to say about that. One thing that we can have in our hearts that we don't even realize is we can have a lot of unforgiveness. We can have a lot of gossip. We can be spilling lots of tea that we don't even need to be spilling. You need to keep that in your cup. Amen. Proverbs 4.23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. So the Lord gives us a really big command to watch over your heart to make sure that you are guarding it. It also says this, a good man eats from the fruit of his mouth, and that's in Proverbs. So the things that you're saying is how you're going to eat. So if you're saying a lot of stuff that you're spilling that you shouldn't be spilling, we're going to eventually eat that as well. And what we want to spill out is we want to spill out the goodness of God. And we want to spill out his promises. And we want to spill out what God is doing in our lives. Amen? We have to stay in a place where God can speak to us. It took my surgery for God to sit down and talk to me. Because I was so wrapped up doing every single day routines. I know all of you women, you work hard. You probably multitask and do all kinds of things. But he had to get me away so I can say, okay, and I had to find a place where I could forgive. And the forgiveness is not a very popular topic, but it is a topic that we need to speak about. And if we can talk about that and we can confront and we can say, okay, I'm ready to make a change and have courage to go about doing this, then God is going to do some mighty and wonderful things in your life. Amen? All right, so we have to stay in a place where we can take correction. Um, Pastor Ginger is, as you know her, uh, let's see, it doesn't seem like it's hard for her to correct. Is that true? Because at least for me, she'll say, now, don't you do that. Okay, okay, because she, she's great. She's actually wonderful. She speaks such great wisdom. And so we need, as women, need to stay in a place where we can take correction. We can, because if we don't, we drift. And before you know, you've drifted down a road that you don't need to drift down. And it happens to all of us because, what, we're human. And we need the Lord to help us with those things. My daughter Olivia was just here a few days ago. And uh, we're kind of all coming up, taking turns, coming to see these beautiful people. And she was coming home, and she flew home. She's uh, never stopped, never flew before until this year. And she's already been flying three times, and she flies all by herself. She thinks she's a pro now. So she tells us how to do things. She tells us how to pack. She tells us how to do all this stuff. Anyway, she was coming home the other day, and when she was, I didn't know this story until she landed, so thank God about this, but she said they were flying into Orlando. Now, have you guys ever been to Orlando? Raise your hand if you guys ever been to Orlando. Okay. In Orlando, the storms can crop up just like this, and they can go away just like that, just like your snow. I don't get the whole snow thing. We came up, and my daughter Emma has never seen snow before, so this is a great trip. We keep saying it's the Lord that she got to see this today, but in Orlando, you have storms that just come up. So they, she was flying from Tennessee down to Florida, and as she's, trying to, as she's flying, the pilot gets on and says, well, here comes a storm. We're going to have to do a loop. We're going to have to go in a different direction. And as she's saying this, uh, she's like, okay. He comes back on a few minutes later. Well, we're about out of gas. We're going to have to maybe reroute and go somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm so glad she did not tell me this story. And then he comes back on. He says, okay, we're able to land. The storm has passed. We'll be the first plane that we'll be able to get in. So praise God. Everybody's healthy, healthy, all those kind of things. But it's this. Thank God the pilot knew how to redirect. 
Thank God the pilot knew how to get out of the way that he needed to do. He was able to listen, take some correction on what the weather's doing, and move out of the way. Thank God he was able to do that because he wasn't, guess what? They could have gone right into the storm. If we're not careful as Christians, we will drift. And that's why you need to have people over you of authority that are hearing from God, listening from God. But it's important for us to make sure that we are doing what God calls us to do. Amen? And it's important for us to listen. So she's home, and she wishes she was here, but she's not. We're here. So anyway, yeah, God is, God is good. So how do we address, adjust? How do we correct? What do we need to do? Everything you need in his promises are right here. Everything that you need, you do not lack one thing. So when the enemy tries to tell you that you're lacking something, you don't. Because you have everything that of God's perfect promises right here. Right here. Right here for you and for me. In the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run the endurance, the race that is set before us. And I know you've heard all these scriptures before. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So I like what it says here. It says, let us lay aside every weight. Well, you do know that worry and fear and anxiousness and complaining, you know, all those things are weights. And I know you are great people. When I came in, everyone's smiling. You're great people. But God is wanting us to take care of those weights and drop those weights. And then it says on this, it says, And sin, which so closely clings to us, and he wants you to run the race that God has for you. So whatever you are, wherever station in your life right now, whether you're single, whether you're young, whether you're like, a little older or maybe a little older, it doesn't really matter. God has something for you, and as long as you have breath in you, you have a race to run. And every time you do not run that race, when you let sin or you let weight weigh you down, it stops our races. And God wants us to let it go. Again, everything you need is right here. You just need maybe some time to spend with him and ask him, what is it that I need to do? So let's just not be attractive to the outside. Really what God's attractive to is the inside. It's your character that matters. It's your character that matters. Your children are looking. Your grandchildren are looking. It's your character. Women in this church, they're looking. They want your character. Amen? So I want to say at this church that you are very needed here. Your voice of encouragement your support, your faithfulness. So let's start by making some declarations. Amen? So what if you went around talking about how this was the best church? And what if you went around talking about how you, there are, you have the best women in this church? This is what we say. I speak this over our church. This is the best church that we have all the time. This is the best church. So you're saying that because you're going to do this. You're going to know how to get along with people. You're not going to have any jealousy rise up in this place. You're not going to let it happen because when you're not, and you know what else? You're not going to have any unforgiveness towards one another either because you know how the devil works, right? You do know. Have you guys been around for a little bit? You know how the devil works, right? He likes to bring strife. And the Bible says where strife is, there's every evil, evil work. So we don't want strife in the house. We want strife to go. So no forgiveness. And you know what? You're teachable. These are big things to say you're teachable. And you know what? You want to see other people succeed because you know if they succeed, 
God is going to do it for you. So you're going to continue learning how to build other people up. Amen? So it's time for you to step up and be a bigger part of the body of Christ. He wants us to spread this message about forgiving and loving. And you know what? You're going to see the power of God come on your life. So let's talk about what is the inside of that cup that needs to go away today. Let's, maybe that unforgiveness, whatever that is. And I know some of you have probably been through so many things that I can't even imagine. I'm not minimizing anything. But unforgiveness is big. Because, I, I mean, I'm a female, hello. You know, I, I get it. I get that you want to kind of hold on to it for a little bit. People were really not so nice to us, Pastor Ginger. I'm sorry about it, but they were not so nice. But you know what? I'm called to do this job, and if I'm called to do this job, then God will quit me. It's the same with you. God's called you to be a female. You are a female. You are powerful. You are powerful. You do realize that you can control the temperature in your home, right? You do know that. You do know that when, when mama's mad, the whole house is mad. When, when mama's happy, the whole house is happy. You are powerful. And God's called you at this time in this season of your life, you are born. So because of that, you have to run your race. And I want you to run your race hard. And I want you to run your race when the enemy tries to come up, when he wants to put a little strife between you and your sister, don't let it happen. Stand firm and say, I'm not going to let it happen. Okay, she just really ticked me off and she made me mad, but you're going to have to get over it. You are going to have to get over it. Because if you don't get over it, then the enemy wins. And when the enemy wins, guess what happens to your race? You stop. What's inside of your cup? Is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all these things, are those in your cup? Or are they like way down at the bottom of your cup and you've got bitterness and anger all on top? And we think we're just in church, we don't have those things. Oh, honey, I, was at, I just had heart surgery. Yes, I, I had it. I am not speaking from something that I didn't go through. I'm speaking because this is the truth. So what he wants for you today is he wants you to run your race. He wants you to get that cup and the inside clean. Clean. Because he doesn't just want our character, but he also wants you walking in the power of the Lord. Think about people who, you know about people in the world that don't, they, they're full of bitterness and angry, anger. They, they have it. You've got something different. You've got the love of the Holy Spirit. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And we need to activate him. That spirit needs to be activated inside of you so that you can walk out what he's called you to do. Because we're not going to get there if we are full of anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. And I'm sorry, but you're not going to get there. And I know this is a T. We're trying to be so proper. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you, Pastor Jennifer. said, don't be sorry. It's just, you know, you guys are so cute. You're looking out in your little hats out there. You look so cute. Look beautiful. But again, that's all outwardly, right? Outwardly. So we can come to church and go, hello, hello, I can't stand her. She gets on my nerves. Whatever. Hello. I'm so fake. But we're not fooling anybody. You're not fooling, you're not fooling the Lord at all. And I want to encourage you as women, powerful women, I want to encourage you to reach out to others. There's a lot of hurting people. There is a lot of hurting people, and they need you. They don't need you to be um, inward, thinking about yourself and your thoughts. What they need 
is for you to show them the love and power of Christ. That's what they need. And we can only do that by walking it out. You know, everything you attempt to do, you have to walk it out. You can't, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. I guess I'm going to have to walk it out. I'm going to not be, I'm not going to be angry. Okay, she just made me mad. I have to walk it out. I have to trust that God, I have to trust that people are not going to get the best of me. And that God has the best, he has the best story for me. That's what I have to trust and believe. I have to use my faith. Amen? He's called you to do those things. He's calling you to a higher place. He's calling you to walk out his goodness. He's calling you to walk in unforgiveness. He's calling you to walk in out of being self-pity. Oh, gosh, that's a big one. Self-pity is big for me. Sorry. Big. We used to come to church all the time. I'd have all these kids, diaper bags all over the place, and someone would come up to me. I just, I just need the help. And I'm like, good Lord, I have not slept in days. Yes, I'll be happy to help you. But it, to me, it was something so small because they let the enemy come in with self-pity. I'm not angry. I feel like I'm coming at him. I'm sorry. I don't apologize, right? Don't do it. It is. It is the spirit of Pastor Ginger right here is what she said. I receive it. I receive Because she tells me, don't put up with that. Don't do this. Don't do, you, know, and she, in her, you know how she'll get her little finger like that and do that? I said, okay. She causes me to be better. She causes me to be better. Because she says to me, she corrects me. You know, sometimes when people correct you, you don't want to hear it, do you? <laughs> you do not want to hear it. But if you stay at a place where you are humble and you're able to be corrected, it'll keep you from drifting. The enemy wants you to do what? Go off by yourself, be your own little island where you think you know everything. And honey, you don't. I don't. We need each other, and you need a pastor, and you need to be in a place where you can be corrected. Why? Because if you're corrected, God's going to give you a new direction on what to do. Just like that pilot, he had to wait until the right time and then to land. Why? Because he was being directed. He was not drifting. And we don't need to have a, a, a people of God that drift. We want a people of God who know, how, who know the word, they stand up for the word, and they don't compromise. So don't compromise. He's called us to a higher level. And because he's calling you, he's equipping you. And when he equips you, you get to see the fulfillment of what he's got for you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for these beautiful women. And God, I thank you that you, you are able to heal, to set people free, to help us from making ungodly choices. You have given us the spirit of wisdom. You've given us the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. You've spoken to us. God, I pray that we would be willing and full of the Holy Spirit to change and to say, yes, Lord. God, I pray for these women that you would bless them, that they would see what lies ahead of them, that they would not not be naive to the enemy, but that we would wake up and we would let the bitterness and the anger go. In Jesus' name, amen.